All right, let's get our Bibles. Amen. The B-I-B-L-E. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What it says I can have. What it says I can I have. I can do. I can do. What it says I can what do. What it says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. You believe that this morning? I surely do. All right. Father, we love you. We thank you for opportunity just to be together. We're family here. And Father, we thank you that we belong to you. And you've given us a gift of your Holy Spirit to show us, to lead us, to speak to us, to live big inside of us. Open up your word that it speaks to us. It's not just words on a page, but it is, it is revelation. It is life. It is direction. So we lean on you this morning as we open up your word. Speak to all of us in Jesus' name. Everyone said Amen. 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 Well, you know, our uh, message today goes right along with uh, Faith Club. Faith Club, we were studying the book of Acts. We were also going through a book called Signal Fires by Aaron Francis, and uh, which goes right along with the book of Acts. And it, the reason she called it Signal Fires is because the Holy Spirit is all over in the book of Acts. And we see how the Holy Spirit led and guided and directed. And, you know, obviously in chapter 2 in Acts, you see where the Holy Spirit was poured out by tongues of fire. But it's not just speaking in tongues as far as the Holy Spirit goes. There's a lot more to the Holy Spirit. And as this is, you know, Prayer Nuggets Part 2, we're finding out that the Holy Spirit is a big part of your prayer life. You want the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct you just like they were led and guided in the book of Acts. And really what we're talking about is a partnership with the Holy Spirit. Um, some t and we'll go into that. You know, sometimes, you know, people will say, hey, would you pray for me? This is going on in my life. Would you pray? Or you're going through something personally, and you just kind of don't know exactly how to pray for some of the details or specifics. Well, that's when the Holy Spirit wants to partner with us individually and show us what to speak. We are speaking spirits. That makes us completely different than the animal kingdom. <laughs> they don't speak. They got their own little language, but they're, you know, there's they don't go to school, they don't have hospitals and all that. So, they're just they got a uh, God put within the animal kingdom just instinct that they live by. But you and I are different. God put within us a spirit that can be born again. And in a born-again spirit, he wants to partner with you and communicate to you and through you. And our words have power. And in prayer, when we speak out words, that is the material God has to use. So when we pray short little prayers that don't have a lot of detail to us, we're not literally giving God a whole lot to work with. But when we partner with the Holy Spirit and we can... Uh, Lord, how do you want me to pray about this? It opens up more detail that God can really bring revelation to you of things you need to speak out in prayer. So as we're doing prayer nuggets today, if we were to title it, it the, the prayer nugget that we want to talk about today is praying with the Holy Spirit. So, like I said, it's, yes, there's a part of that is, is tongues, but there is very much more to getting beyond your intellect and listening to the Holy Spirit when you are talking to God and being led by the Holy Spirit in your prayer life and getting off of just your little list uh, of things that you think you need to talk to God about 
and sometimes asking God, what do you want to talk about? You know, in any relationship, a healthy relationship, it's not one-sided. If all I ever did, and I'm a woman, so I really could do this, is just talk at my husband, but I never listen to him, would that be a healthy relationship? No. And it is the same way with God. That is why he's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can actually have communication and a relationship. That's right. And so in prayer, we don't just need a voice. We also need ears to hear what the Holy Spirit says. got two of them. And us guys, we're good at selective hearing. You know, we hear what we want to hear oftentimes. And uh, so, but when it comes to our prayer time, we just not need to just give our request to God and then move on with our life. There needs to be a time in our prayer life where we just go, you know, Lord, I just want to listen. What are you saying to me? And what do I need to know? What do you want to show me? You know, he's, he, I'm telling you, uh, he can show you things that, and you know it's him because you weren't even thinking and go a different direction. They're just like, oh, that's brilliant. Well, it's because you're not that smart, but he is. And so, and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit, to make you look so much smarter than you really are. Now, let's preface this because there's a lot of voices in the world. And you don't want to be just looking for voices. The, the Holy Spirit will always, everybody say always. This is an absolute. The Holy Spirit will always confirm and coincide with his word. It will ne- he will never tell you something contrary to the Word of God. So if Such it's contrary to the Word of God, you're listening to the wrong voice. Okay. I have to say that. And that's how you know you're in the right lane. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 10. And we're reading out of the NLT. And this is just talking about what you said, different voices. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has a meaning, meaning, meaning. So, um, and when we're talking about partnering with the Holy Spirit, oftentimes that can mean speaking in a different language. It's interesting with the revivals that it's broke out in Asbury, Kentucky, they, uh, or the college there, uh, it's, it's a, a school where they teach, they kind of put a limitation on the Holy Spirit on in the area of prayer and tongues and so it's been interesting to read reports that so many people have been surprised by the holy spirit (laughs) it's just like well we didn't think the holy spirit did this kind of stuff and boom he's uh broadening their prayer language correct this this college doesn't even believe in speaking in tongues and yet in the middle of revival people are speaking in tongues is that correct exactly and so so they're having to reevaluate their theology and what they taught the Holy Spirit can and can't do. And so, um, and you never kind of want to limit God. Um, And so they're realizing, you know, maybe we put limitations on him where he's just saying, I want to take you further. And they are so blessed and they're so excited about what else the Holy Spirit wants to do in their life. And so when it comes to the area of tongues, yes, there's many different languages that it says in 1 Corinthians 14, but one of the languages uh, that we want to talk about is the communication of tongues. You know, in battles, uh, one of the 
key things for the opposition is they want to break off communication uh, so that they can do what they want to do. If they can keep the others from being able to communicate with each other, they're winning. Are you following me? And so in the same thing with prayer, if, if the devil can break you off from communicating with the Holy Spirit and with your Abba Father, then he feels like he's winning. So you never want to break communication. Just like in battle, you don't want to break communication. You need communication so that you can keep moving forward. Well, with God, in order for you to expand in your life, in order for you to fulfill your God-given destiny, in order for you to have wisdom to know how to navigate your marriage and your relationships and your finances, you need communication with your Heavenly Father. It's and we do that through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. It's been interesting, just kind of the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, there's people that are kind of pro-Russia are really ticked off at Elon Musk that he has set up this Starlink communication. And uh, a lot of the people in Ukraine have gotten uh, communication device phones or whatever that connect through the Starlink. And so they're able to get information and communicate to one another. And it just ticks the Russian uh, army off because they got communication and they've been working so hard to break off communication. And I just feel sorry for the Ukrainians. But, and we need to continue to pray that that whole mess ends and Ukraine gets their country back. But there's a lesson to be learned here. Because the devil wants to cut off your Starlink communication. He wants to not even allow it to be established in your life. He wants your communication to God to just be uh, primitive and small and, and not get into technicalities. But I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit is begging to communicate to you on a deeper level and to show you more and more. The Bible says he wants to show you things that you do not know. I don't know if you're here and you think you know everything there is to know, but if you're here and that's you, you don't need to be here. But for the rest of us, we need God to show us things to come. It's part of his job description and to bring revelation and insight into our life. And so when we put a lid on the Holy Spirit of what he can't do, we are left with just a more primitive style of communicating. You know, as us ladies, we were in the book of Acts and we studied, uh, the first part is a lot about Peter in Acts. Peter's an interesting individual because when he walked with Jesus, he seemed to always mess up. You know, he put his foot in his mouth. He would have grand, ocious ideas like, I can walk on water as long as I got Jesus. And then he would take his eyes off of Jesus, and then we see him sinking. You know, I will never deny Jesus. And we see him denying Jesus three times. But then in Acts, after the Holy Spirit had come upon him, we see a different Peter. We see a Peter who, he, would, he was willing to be beaten and tortured for the sake of Christ. He wasn't like that or, or even at that state with God before he received the Holy Spirit. But after the Holy Spirit, man, that guy was like all in. 
Am I right? I mean, you read Acts and you're just like, wow. I mean, he had boldness to preach and he could do anything and he wasn't going to fall back into where he was. So the Holy Spirit really in our prayer life can take us to another level. If you think you lack in your communication with God, then ask the Holy Spirit to be able to help you and watch and see what he does in your prayer life. That's right. And, uh, you know, we need to remember that God created us. Uh, Go back to Genesis chapter 1. God created you and me. We're made in his image, and he wants to talk to us. And he wants, when is it appropriate to pray? All the time. Anywhere, anytime. Do you have to be in a certain place? You can only pray in church. Every now and then there's people just parked in the parking lot, and I'll go up and tap on the window during the week. And they're like, can I help you? Uh, no, I'm just, I just need a little quiet time with God because I can pray here on church property. It's like, yes, you can, but you can pray anywhere. <laughs> you don't have to be at church. And so, but, and that's just the beauty of God. He want, and I don't know how he does it. He's everywhere at the same time, and he's interested in every person, and he wants to talk to you. There might be uh, some opportunities in your life that God wants to show you, uh, but if we don't communicate, He's hands off. He, he can't take you to where he really wants and where you want to go. Well, he has said we're family, and family communicates. So in should communicate. That's a really good. Thank you for that. Romans 8.15 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. In other words, you can call him a something of endearment. He wants to be endeared to you. He wants to be intimate with you in your prayer life. If you've accepted him as your Savior, you're part of the family. You know, in a family, there should be some endearment. There should be some intimacy, and that's how God wants with you. It's not a weird intimacy. It is a loving intimacy that he wants with you. You know, he gave us, it's not a a story of prayer, but the point is taken. We all are familiar with the prodigal son, where the son's just like, hey, dad, give me my inheritance before you die, because I want to go live my life now while I'm young and can enjoy it. I don't want to wait till I'm older and you pass away. So the dad graciously gives the son inheritance and he goes and lives in a kind of a Las Vegas and type of a lifestyle and just what happens in Vegas kind of stays in Vegas kind of a thing. And uh, he runs out of money and everything. But the dad never stops thinking about his son, even though the son cut his father off the dad never stopped thinking about his son. And so the son, like a lot of us, we end up getting ourselves into trouble. We sin, we miss it, and we feel like, oh, man, God's mad at me. How could he accept me? How could he forgive me? And the son even thinks that in the story. And I think it's in Luke 15. And and the son's just like, I know what I'll do. I'll go. I got nothing here, so I'm just going to go back to to my dad, and I'm just going to say, will you just take me as a servant? 
And oftentimes that's what we do. We just think God is upset at us some way, but we, we need to pray to him. We need we got needs and things going in our life. And if I can just approach God as just like, Lord, I know I'm not always perfect, and I know I've messed up and this and that. And we're bringing all this shame and this guilt before God. And, and, and he's, he's just like, you know, can we just not talk about that? I just want to love you. I just want you to know my heart is with you. I want to, I want to, and so the story is, I want to put, clothe you in new clothes of royalty. I want to put jewelry on your hand to let everyone know who you belong to. I want to put shoes on your feet that where you go, it is, it is comfortable for you in whatever trail you're on. And I think that's a picture of prayer that we feel like the prodigal son, that we really don't know dad really loves me. Even though I've messed up, dad isn't looking to punish me. Dad is, just wants me to just get that off my chest. And the Bible says that dad was just arms wide open waiting for his son, and he came running to him. Can you imagine? We're on our knees, and we're praying to God, and we're just all shame. God, I'm a sinner. I don't even deserve anything. And he's just like, oh, son. Oh, son, you deserve everything. But we, we cast this block to God. I've done this wrong. I've done that wrong. And that's what 1 John 1.9 says. If you would just, 1 John 1.9 is a, a scripture where it just slaps you upside the head. Stop it. Confess your sins and get right with God. He's faithful and just to forgive you. So you can get beyond that guilt and shame and have an open communication where dad can pour into your life. And that's really the picture of prayer. I want to read the verse again after you have said that. And just we just got to let it sink in. Romans 8, 15 says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, everybody say instead. instead. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we get to call him Abba, Father. I'm going to go to the next verse, but I want to read it out of the message. So in the message, in verse 16, it says, God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. When you are in prayer, you need to know this is a father who is beyond any earthly father. This is a heavenly father who doesn't make mistakes. Even though sometimes you don't understand everything, he He's got you. One thing I want to make really clear concerning a father who doesn't make mistakes. He cannot change that you and everyone next to you has a free will. So when you are in prayer and you don't understand things, how many have ever been in prayer and you don't get it all? Good. You're in good company. Do you see how many hands shot up? You're in good company. Why? Because God has given every individual that walks this earth a free will. He did not create robots. 
And so with that free will, you might encounter some hard things because not everybody's making God choices. Not everybody's making the right decisions. And you sometimes have to deal with somebody else next to you who made some wrong choices. And they hurt and they're hard. But I want you to know in prayer, you have a father who he's going, I know that hurt. I know that's hard. But let me help you walk through this. You're not going to stay in this hurt. You're not going to stay in this pain. Let me help you walk through this. Have, you, have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to get through and don't get stuck in your pain and in your suffering. He wants you to keep going. He wants you to get through it. And in prayer, you can get there if you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. He wants to heal you. He wants to pour the salve, just like that, you know, triple ointment and that, that neosporin ointment. He wants to pour that into you when you are communicating with him. He can't change that individual who, who was mean. He can't change your family member who was harsh or cruel. He can't change the person who yelled at you. He can't change what others have done, but he can change you. In the middle of prayer and in the middle of talking to your Abba Father, through the help of the Holy Spirit, he can change us. And because he is our Heavenly Father... We instinctively know that. Uh, you know, they say that there's no atheist in the foxhole in, in a war. You know, people might think, I, I don't believe in a God. But all of a sudden, when the bullets start flying and the bombs start exploding, all of a sudden, they start praying. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of that way. And we've had uh, communication and people that have uh, been atheists that found the Lord. And it's, it's just interesting that there's, a, there's an instinct within us because we're created in God's image to just connect with God when life gets tough. And I don't know if you're up there, God, but uh, I need you. You know, so God is our Father, and He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us pray. And, and when we run out of our own abilities, He wants to just go, man, just keep going. Let's keep talking. Let's keep this conversation open. And sometimes we, we're in a busyness of life. And how many know you can be like, hey, I, I got to do something right now. Can we pick up this conversation a little bit later? And the Holy Spirit's the same way. He just wants to keep that conversation going in our life. Absolutely. You know, little babies, what is usually the first word they learn? Daddy. Unfortunately, yes, but <clears throat> okay. Their second word is, yeah, thank you. Moms get it too, but their first word is usually daddy or mommy or mom or mommy or something of that sort. But as a child and adopted into the family of God, you got to learn your first words got to be daddy. And I'm not talking about your earthly dad. You got to know how to run to the intimate heart of God, which is your daddy. It is your Abba Father. He wants and desires to hang out with you. And as we hang out with him, there's a powerful scripture in John chapter 10, verse 27. As we begin to pray and as we begin to read our Bible, because prayer and Bible go together, because if we don't read the Bible, we may miss the voice of God. 
But as you read the Bible, you kind of pick up, okay, this author, uh, when I pray, he sounds a lot like God's Word. So the author of the Word is who you're praying with. And so John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Other translation, they hear my voice. And also, the voice of another they won't listen to. And like we read earlier, there are many voices in the world. We just got to make sure we're listening to the right voice. And in prayer and the Word, they go together. When we hear Him speak to us, we don't have to be like, hmm, was that the devil? (laughs) Was that my flesh? As we begin this journey in prayer and talking to Him, it becomes more evident. I love one of the testimonies that said, I'm, I'm learning more, and I've got it dialed in. When God speaks to me, I know it's him. And that's where we want to be in that partnership in prayer. It's just not up to you to pray all the time. And that's just a big relief t- to me because I don't always know what to pray. In fact, most of the time, I don't know what to pray. And so it's imperative that we partner with him, and when he speaks, I'm listening, and I'm not hearing some other distracting voice that the enemy will send my way. And when you start to talk to God and you start getting used to his voice, you become more familiar with it throughout the day. Just like a bride and a groom, a groom is going to know the voice of his bride, and a bride is going to know the voice of her groom. And it's interesting to me how in the Word of God, it calls us the bride, and it calls him the groom, because he wants us to see that collation of that's the kind of intimate relationship he wants with us, is that bride and groom knowing each other's voice, hearing hearing the voice of God as he is our groom. And I know for you men, that might be kind of I was going to give an illustration. Okay, help, help the men out You know, there. like at Christmas time, being at Bass Pro Shop on like a Good Friday sales, you know, a lot of people and everybody, the store's crowded and people are trying to get their thing and, you know, get a deal and find gifts for one another. And, and Starling's just lost and confused in Bass Pro, like, what am I doing here? And, uh, and I'll, maybe something will spark her attention. They have a few things for the ladies. They yeah, do. They a, do. A, a big selection, they actually. actually. Do. Yeah. Lots of things. You should do more shopping at Bass Pro. But, uh, but anyway, this happens to us. doesn't matter where we are, but Bass Pro is a great place because it's a big store, a lot of people. And all of a sudden, Starlene will just be like, you know, a couple aisles over, and she'll just yell out and she does this often, actually, in different stores, Safeway or wherever we're at. Greg, you know, where are you? And I can be totally engrossed in, you know, uh, whatever. And so I hear her voice above all the other chatter, above all the other voices, above the announcer on the intercom. I can hear this little lady's voice. She spoke my name. You know, sometimes I have tried this out, and I have actually said lovey. And you have responded. I didn't even say your name, but you knew my voice when I just said, lovey. I've often wondered, what is that like with people around you when you're just in the middle? Lovey! It's like, what are, what's wrong with this woman? Sure enough, here I come. You rang? 
But that's how we're, that's, that is exactly how we're supposed to be with the Holy Spirit. And he can call our name no matter where we're at. No matter where we're at, we hear his voice. And I've, oh, I'm going to tell a story. I'm trying to think if I should tell it or not. I'm wondering. What story should I tell? There was a, we went to Bible school with this couple, and they lived in, in the Northwest. And, and so we went out to dinner uh, one day, and so, uh, I mean, you'll never find me in a bar, just saying. You'll never find me in a bar. Uh, and if you do, there's Normally. probably a reason. There are some exceptions. And so, Alicia wants to find me in a bar drinking. I'll put it that way. And so, uh, we went out to dinner, and uh, uh, I looked into the bar right at the beginning, and when we walked in, and I see one of the guys I went to Bible school with. And I'm like... I know that's, that's not his character, what's going on. And so I got this internal thing because I don't, you won't see me in a bar, you know, just little rule in my heart. And so, you know, I don't want to go in there. And uh, so I just feel the strong urge, the voice of the Lord, just don't be an idiot. Just go in there and talk to the guy. He's hurting. And uh, just like, but I don't go into bars. Mm. And uh, so I've got this little battle going on. The Holy Spirit's like, that man's hurting, and you need to go visit with him. And I'm just like, but I don't go into bars. And so, so finally, I was just like, Starlene, I need to go in. And so she gets it. And so I go in there and sit down next to him. And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? And he goes, you know, I was just praying. And he's got a shot of whiskey. I was just praying. God, if you're real, show me a sign. I almost missed it. But, you know, God heard his voice. God heard him. And I wasn't God's God, but I was an answer to his prayer. The voice of God became very clear to him when I showed up because I represented an answer to that prayer. And that's why it's important that we hear God's voice because God oftentimes does that to us. He'll tell us to go meet somebody that we don't... You know, I've often thought about when Paul, he's out killing Christians and persecuting them and throwing them in jail and all this, and here's this poor guy, Ananias, and the Lord goes, hey, I want you to go hang out with the apostle, or well, Saul at that time, who kills Christians. And there's this argument in the book of Acts, it's like, uh, Lord, wrong guy, I don't think you got this thing figured out. But the point is, he heard God's voice and he obeyed, and the apostle Saul ended up being the apostle Paul who ended up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. What if, what if that guy would have just let, no, mm-mm, no, no, no. How many times does the Lord speak to us and somebody's soul is on the line? Would you stand? Heavenly Father, we just we come to you, your dad, and we just need to realize that you are a loving, loving father. You're not looking to punish us. You're looking to bless us. You're looking to forgive us. You're looking to reinstate us. You're looking to give us another chance and take us to a higher level. Show us things that we don't know. 
Oh, so many things. And Lord, if we'll just take the time to pray, talk to you, listen, let you speak into our life. Take some time in your word that we just get built up. Lord, we just want to be those, those batteries that just need daily charging. And we just need to put ourselves on the charger and just get built up in our most holy faith. But if you're here, you're watching online, and, and this conversation with the Lord is, isn't where it should be because you're not right with God, well, it begins with prayer, a simple prayer. It's not complicated. God doesn't make it hard where you got to do jump through a bunch of hoops and fill out a bunch of forms and application. The thing you got to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that He loves you, He died for you, and He wants to communicate and give you an eternity and a future. And it begins with a prayer. So on the count of three, if that just resonates with you, you just want to get right with God, I want you to just raise your hand. I want to count to three whether you're here or watching online. And Pastor Stone is just going to lead us in a prayer right where we're standing. Not hard, not complicated, simple. And that's how God wants it. If it's, if it's hard, then it's probably not God. If it's simple, that's God. One, today's the day. Two, He loves you. Three, raise your hand. Amen. Yes, yes. Praise Thank God. Jesus. Those of you Jesus. watching online, praise God. Oh, thank you. Church, would you and those watching, would you repeat this prayer with those who've raised their hands? You might be watching right now by the sound of my voice. You need to get right with God. Don't wait another minute. Pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For your precious blood. For your precious blood. That forgives me. That forgives me. Where I've missed the mark. Where I've missed the mark. I ask today. I ask today. That you would be. That you would be. Not only Savior. Not only Savior. But Lord. But Lord. Completely in charge. Completely in charge. Of my life. Of my life. And I thank you. And I thank you. The greater is he. The greater is he. That's in me. Who's in me. Than he who's in the world. Than he who is in the world. Today. Today, I'm a new creation. I am a new creation. In Christ. In Christ. The old has passed away. The old has passed and away. And all has become new. And all has become in new. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.